0: everyone. It is Wednesday, February 21st, 2024. Uh, You've tuned tuned into the Business, Arts, Aviation, Climate, and Workforce Committee. Uh, I'm Chris Hines. I serve on Denver City Council representing Denver's Perfect 10. Uh, We do have a briefing today and uh, four consent items. So colleagues, if you don't pull those off of consent by the end of the meeting, they will move forward to the uh, full body. Um, before we go into a briefing by our fabulous uh, librarian and uh, and the, the many city uh, staff in the library, uh, let's go through introductions. We don't have anyone online, right? So um, let's start in the far end of the chambers.
1: Good afternoon, Diana Romero-Campbell, Southeast Denver, District 4. Hi, Chantal Lewis, District 8.
0: Uh, great, well, um, we're... Uh, likely going to have a couple of people join here in the next couple minutes as, um, uh, as council member Flynn is, is coming in um, and council member Parity, I want to welcome council members Flynn and Parody to the, uh, to the meeting. Um, Librarian Jeske, I've always called you director Jeske, but um, as, may I um, actually, I've, I think I've killed enough time that I can get these two colleagues to introduce themselves
2: I'm Sarah parody. I represent the city at large. Thank you, Mr. Chair.
3: Uh, Kevin Flynn, Southwest Denver's district
0: two. Awesome. Uh, uh, our city's chief librarian librarian Jeske, if you would uh, introduce yourself and uh, take it away.
2: Sounds good. Thank you so much. I'm Michelle Jeske. I'm the executive director of the Denver Public Library and the city librarian. And it's our pleasure to be here today with you. We had a very busy 2023, and so we thought we'd take some time with you to review and reflect on that and share a little bit about what's coming in 2024. So today we're going to cover um, some general 2023 highlights that I'll share along with a short video. Um, and then I'm going to turn it over to Cole Hua Davis, one of our project coordinators who's going to walk you through efforts from the Strong Library, Strong Denver year one implementation and a bit about what to expect in 2024. And then we're going to review where we are with a number of bond projects, both in our neighborhoods, um, but also at the central library. And then um, we should have plenty of time for Q and A. So with that, let's get started. So as I mentioned, 2023 was a very busy year here at the library. Um, We did have our first year implementation of strong Library, strong Denver. You may recall, and we had some support um, by some of you incumbents, um, that at the end of 2022, voters overwhelmingly passed 2i, a measure that would provide Denver Public Library with an additional estimated $32 million to support the growing demand of our library system across the city. And last year, our team worked tirelessly to incorporate this additional funding. And I stand here very, very proud Of what we were able to accomplish in such a short amount of time and cole's going to share more with you um, as about what that looked like here in a second staff engagement is super important to us as a learning organization we work really hard to create learning opportunities for our staff and every other year um, we're able to bring our staff um, together in person um, for a full or half day of learning as we did last year it had been several years since before the pandemic so very proud that we were able to do that and to support our staff which is our greatest asset and then lastly we did um, quite a bit of work in the bond um, renovations last year Um, we opened up the parkview space at the central library this is a phenomenal large community space that is currently being used as a small branch library. If you go in there now, you'll see people reading, engaging with staff, using our computers. Ultimately, when we fully reopen the library, it will be used for author events, job fairs, and things like that. So this was a huge milestone in the renovation of this beautiful building. We also completed the renovation of the Blair-Caldwell African-American Research Library. We had a huge community celebration, both in honor of reopening, but also because it was the 20th anniversary. So very proud about all of that work. And then um, in 2023, we also kicked off two bond renovations at our Athmar Park and our Pauline Robinson Branch Libraries. Um, Both of those have been in desperate need of renovations, and both of those are in need of expanding, and we're able to accomplish both of those, which is very exciting. And then lastly, um, we've presented the library strategic roadmap here before you several times. We've continued to make progress on increasing access to our services and programs across the city. And some of the highlights from 2023 included beginning to offer free printing and copying at all library locations, increasing the children's collection on bookmobiles so all kids have access to the books they want to read. And then lastly, adding teen spaces at a few of our branch libraries. And now we'd like to share a video about this particular project with you.
4: In 2021, an initiative called Youth Belong at DPL was launched. This brought together community partners along with the Youth DPL serves, to create a plan to make youth feel more welcome in DPL's locations. Part of this effort led to creating dedicated team spaces at branch locations as part of the space and place strategic theme. In 2022, Enhanced teen spaces at the Montbello, Hadley, and Fort Warren Branch Libraries were introduced. The spaces were chosen by teens for teens and incorporate fun colors, comfortable seating, and unique technology.
5: Teen spaces haven't always been part of the building plans for Denver Public Library. For the 2022 budget, I wrote an action proposal and We received an additional $60,000 in our budget to be able to support teen spaces.
6: I had a lot of fun on the
5: Teen Advisory
6: Board. I was on it for two years and we got to design this whole space. It was so much fun. There's not really A specific place for teens to be except for school and having a space like carved out just for teenagers i think is really important and gives like a sense of belonging especially like you don't want to go to school and you don't want to go home where else can you go this is a really good safe place i think it's really important to have safe spaces like that
5: are a really important part of our customer base. And when we intentionally fund services for them, we're able to better provide something that they'll be interested in and really help promote their voices. Another thing that I really like is we have a lot of like
6: painting and craft stuff down here. So if you are like stressed out and you just wanna like
5: craft or do something like low stakes just for fun, we have all those materials too. Carving out these spaces means that there will always be a space for teens at the library and I think that that's just a really important message. The community has been really excited about the different spaces, teens in particular.
6: I think that they all really love it. They
5: keep showing up each week and I think that that
6: shows like they enjoy it here, they want to stay and this is a place that they want to come.
3: Uh, Good afternoon, Uh, my name is Wadd Davis. I am a project coordinator with the New York Public Library. Um, My primary responsibility is the projects funded by uh, the DPL Fund, and and we're very proud of the uh, work we were able to accomplish in 2023. Uh, One of our biggest lifts was the launching of our extended service hours. Uh, So right now we have 17 branches that now offer additional hours. Um, Five of those branches are offered hours for seven days a week, and the rest of the branches are open six days a week. Which has increased our total amount of service hours by 16%. Um, in order to support that, we hired 98 internal and public sta- uh, public facing staff. Um, primarily, these were for the branches, but they also helped us improve our uh, organizational capacity for IT, HR facilities. Um, we saw facility ma- uh, faculty improvements at the Westwood Branch Library, which increased the usable space at that branch by 50% and added a new computer lab. Uh, we were also able to fund a portion of the Blair Caldwell renovation. Um, We were also able to complete and implement our pay adjustment analysis, which saw 76% of eligible DPL employees uh, get a pay adjustment and bring our practices into alignment with market rates uh, and experience. Um, For collections, we were able to drastically release, uh, reduce our wait times for extremely popular ebook titles, as well as bring down the wait times for physical materials and restart our Lucky Day DVD program, uh, which allows extra copies of popular DVD titles to be available. Uh, We also added six new digital resources for uh, card holders. Uh, The New York Times online, uh, the uh, shelf.tv, which is a um, Spanish language streaming service, uh, tutor.com, which is our uh, education support service, uh, Freegal Music Plus, which is our music streaming service, Uh, Statista, which is a statistic database uh, and information library, which is very useful. Um, Craftsy and Craftsy in Espanol are a learning platform designed for uh, different crafting uh, hobbies, such as uh, knitting, cooking, photography, things like that. Uh, We were also able to add uh, a 1,000 launch pads across DPL. The launch pads are uh, pre-programmed, pre-loaded, educational tablets for uh, children around uh, three to eight. Uh, We've also been able to uh, fund the new team library space and cafe space at the central library. And then looking ahead to year two, um, we have a lot on our plate once again. Um, Our IT department is hard at work making sure that DPL meets a high level of digital accessibility, as well as investing in our network infrastructure and security to make sure that uh, all of our customers are able to access our services in a safe and reliable way. Um, we've, we're going to continue added funding for both our physical and digital collection materials, to keep our wait times low and expand selection. Um, we are looking at refreshes happening at the Woodbury and Park Hill branch locations, uh, as well as the DPL Fund will now be supporting the continuation of our plaza program, which is our program that we utilize to support um, immigrants and refugees. Um, we will also be launching a new online Uh, online dashboard to demonstrate the impact and uh, investments that we've made around uh, the communities in Denver. Uh, And last but not least, uh, the DPL fund will be uh, instrumental in uh, hiring staff and supporting our reopening of our central branch, which we are all very, very excited about. Thank you.
1: Hi,
7: my name is Annie Kemmerling, the Director of Neighborhood Services. So I work with all our branch libraries and I'll be talking about our most recent bond renovations associated with Elevate and Rise. So as Michelle mentioned earlier, we did reopen Blair Caldwell. Each of the slides will have the budget information and then the scope of the renovations, but I'll do my best to highlight some of my favorite parts of it. So we did reopen Blair in August and got some really great amenities there from a teen space, which we never had. You heard Allison talk about the importance of that. Um, Some new study rooms that are getting used a lot and their community room also. Then our Athmar Park Branch Library, um, that's currently closed for renovation. um, And we've been looking at during the the project is um, an additional square footage of about a thousand square feet Will be added, and that will get us better community rooms, space for after school programming, um, and then all the systems will be refreshed and restored. Something that we're trying both at ASMR, and I'll talk a little bit about Pauline Robinson, is that during these closures, we're, we've been partnering with the nearby rec center and school to continue to deliver service via the bookmobile um, and um, in, their, in the rec center spaces themselves. So Pauline Robinson, it also closed at the same time as Athmar Park, so it's in construction. We hope to see both of these projects completed towards the end of the year. Um, Pauline Robinson also got some additional square footage, which will allow for them to have study rooms, a better community space, um, and all the things. And again, we've also been um, providing some services at neighboring Hiawatha Davis to make sure folks are still connected to our digital navigators and printing and some of our collection. Um, Ross Barnum, uh, we are continuing to wrap up the design phase of the renovation. Um, We look to activate the basement um, that will be accessible by an elevator, so that'll enhance and increase our square footage at that location. Um, We're looking to close that location sometime this year. Uh, Schleschman is on a similar timeline um, as the um, Ross Barnum branch. Uh, We hope to gain some additional square footage in the renovation, uh, enhance the community space, get some building enhancements there also. Um, Ross Broadway, we're in the middle of starting the schematic design process right now um, and I've engaged with an architect for that process. um, And we're working on scoping the extent of that renovation. We again, hope to get some additional square footage at that location. Um, enhance some staff spaces, get some study rooms, all the things. Um, and then Lena Archuleta, which will be our newest location to open up um, hopefully sometime this year also. We're looking at summer. Um, that's located at close to Irving and Federal, which is really exciting. Um, and it's in the construction phase right now. We uh, will be in a co-located space with Lifespan Local. And we'll hope to provide some wraparound services for that community. Uh, So that will be coming. And then um, our other project is Globeville. Um, So we have been in conversation and doing some design work with an architect. Um, The city has signed an LOI for this location at 495 Washington Street. Um, The space is set to be about 10,000 square feet. And we're a, bit, a, a little bit of a pause right now where we're working with host on some financing options. Um, continuing with RISE, we're, we've started the design work for the Hampton Branch Library. Um, we do expect to add some additional square footage there to get some meeting space, some community rooms, some additional staff space, expand their idea lab area. Um, and so we're just in schematic design with that right now.
4: hey good afternoon i'm rachel fuel and i'm the director of the central library in denver's district 10. Um, we have been in planning for this renovation since 2016 if you can believe it Um, and we closed for the COVID closure in march 2020 and we've been closed and somewhat open since then (laughs) oh no all right, this is an Elevate Denver bond project. So voters approved this in 2017. And so it is a Dottie managed project and we're working with uh, the Studio Trope design team and GH Phipps as our general contractor. So the scope of this is um, under 200,000 square feet. The building is 500,000 square feet. Um, So it's not touching even half of the building, but it's been a huge project. (laughs) So um, as you see here, our budget was around $60 million, um, and that's been funded through a number of funding streams. Um, We've completed some aspects of this project so far. So our large programming space that's going to be able to accommodate double the number of people that we used to be able to. um, It's also way more accessible. Uh, we also have reopened our children's library and we're seeing a lot of our um, former kids come in. They're much older now. Um, so that's kind of fun to see. Our public restrooms have been renovated on every level. Um, so we have a lot more um, trauma informed space there and we have gender neutral shared space in the middle. I'll show you an image of that later on. Um, and we've also modernized our elevators. Um, so that's been a huge lift a lot of structural change to the building. um, And so it's taken a long time. In progress, we still have a couple things happening. Um, So our teen space is still under construction. Um, We are working on our grand hall renovation. That's gonna include two grand staircases. Um, And then we'll also have about 15 meeting study rooms that we're adding, um, which are gonna be in heavy rotation, I think, in the community. Um, And then we have a ton of deferred maintenance that we're also addressing. So here's the timeline. Um, This does not include all of our master planning that we started in 2016, but we did all that. Um, Elevate Denver Bond was approved in 2017. We spent a ton of time uh, prior to the COVID closure in a lot of design meetings and community conversations. Um, So if A lot of people have moved in the neighborhood and don't even realize that Central is the asset it is because we have not been able to be fully open to the public. So really excited to see all these new neighbors um, able to realize the success of this project. Uh, So in 2020, we had our COVID closure, as I mentioned, um, and then our renovation, we kind of moved some things around so we could accommodate um, some construction so we could open part of the first floor earlier than we had planned. Um, And then we have been serving the public ongoing um, since late 2020. Um, We had outdoor services for a while, and then we came back into the building. Um, We've added some scope back in with that strong library, strong Denver um, uh, property tax that uh, we passed, that Denver voters passed in 2022. Um, So we added some of our projects back in including the cafe space and um, some other aspects of the program that we were had to scope out due to budget early on Um, so we have a plan for the rest of this year to complete the renovation so that part will be finished at the end of q1 but then we have added some more things in as i mentioned with the um, strong library strong denver fund while the building is closed just to make sure we can get those tasks completed Um, and take advantage of the time that there's not a bunch of customers in the building. Um, so we'll, we're plan, our plan is to have a short closure in the fall and then fully reopen the building um, to the public um, in late fall. So I mentioned the bathrooms. These are our new bathrooms. Uh, never thought I'd talk so much about bathrooms in my life, but here we are. <laughs> so on six public floors, we have brand new restrooms. In the center you see that it's a non-gendered space where you can wash your hands change your baby's diaper do all those regular restroom things that don't include toileting and then on our in the main tower of the building we still have gendered toilet stalls Um, we did add a bank of 11 uh, gender neutral restrooms on the first floor and they're adjacent to the park view event space so that's going to be the restrooms associated if you have a private event um, or if the building is just open for regular use, those are available to all of our customers as well. Um, just a little image here. If you were in story times in the past, you may have visited in the Copper Pavilion, um, and that was the Michael Graves designed space, um, which is now our Parkview entrance. Um, and it's our service entrance right now, the only way you can get in for public service. So we've repurposed that space and children's moved to the east toward Broadway, Um, And so here's their new story time space. And as you can see, we're seeing a lot of kids. (laughs) Uh, Here's the main hallway. Uh, This was a couple weeks ago. So our progress, we are moved forward a bit on this, but just to show you the the bones that we had to (laughs) kind of um, adjust in our building, adding new steel beams um, to create those two staircases in Slashman Hall, which we're really excited about. Um, We had been dependent on, Uh, well beyond end of life escalators for a long time. So we'll have modernized elevators for people who want to use those. And we'll have staircases for folks who want to take the stairs. Um, Here's our first floor space we're calling the Commons. Uh, So this is on the south side of our first floor where you may have come in to uh, look for movies or audio books or CDs. In the past, this is gonna be um, you know, our, our little space where our new books are, um, as we reopen, and we're also moving some of the panels from the Ed Ruscha mural that have been around Schlesman Hall into this space, and that we've been working on with Dottie, um, Arts and Venues, and with the Artists. And then as michelle was mentioning the park view it is open it is complete but we are using it as our branch space right now (laughs) so you can see the rendering and then the actual which is really close um, and the lovely views that we have out onto the library's north lawn and civic center park All right, and we are regularly updating about monthly um, to this website that you can't really see here. Sorry about that. <laughs> but we will continue to keep you posted and keep that website updated mon- monthly and um, let you know when our grand opening will be. I think many of you will be joining us for a tour on March 1st, so I'm excited about that too. Back to Michelle.
2: yeah so super excited to share with a few things that are happening at the library um i'd love to take any questions but also just remind you that we've been sending out monthly newsletters to you and your teams um always here to help you support meetings that you have etc and then i'll just put in a little plug for our monthly magazine engage which we also have in spanish conexiones um, it's still february so celebrating black history month library love and it's not too late to get your winter of reading prizes if you do the five activities that that we've outlined all of which you can find on denverlibrary.org happy to answer questions or provide additional information
0: sweet what a fabulous update uh got questions from councilmember romero campbell
1: thank you and thank you for the presentation this is great i always like to Um, hear the latest and greatest of what's happening at the library Um, i actually i have a question but a few comments Um, one is thank you Um, a big thank you for the innovation and how willing the library has been uh, able to partner and just really lean into some of the things that have been happening in district four with the establishment of a new family shelter uh, we have an early childhood group that's coming together and your early learning, um, or your early learning librarian um, in charge of, um, of the smaller kiddos, uh, the early childhood librarian, excuse me, uh, has really been great about thinking through and, and what other resources the library can provide within Southeast Denver. So I just really appreciate that partnership and, and um, that's mm-hmm. tremendous. I do have a specific question around um, the Hampton Library, and I know that's part of the Rise Bond design phase. Do you have an idea as to how long that design phase will take or when construction might start?
0: If, if you'll go to the mic for uh, people watching online in Channel 8. Yeah,
7: thank you for that reminder. Um, Yeah, we're in the design phase right now and doing the schematic and we expect that there should be about a six month window to complete design. And then the construction timeline. I don't think we're at a good spot yet to know when that will be
1: okay um thank you Mm -hmm. i know that one of the items that you had under hampton library and a lot of this presentation has been talking about creating spaces for teens Mm -hmm. and i think that's so incredibly important and rich and in particular um, i think at the hampton library that's such a beacon for so many Mm -hmm. families on the east side of the district Um, I'm just kind of, you know, everybody's chomping at the bit, like when is it gonna come? Uh, But I just think that being able to create that space, it will be one of the very few spaces that we have in Denver in that area of the district for teens. Mm -hmm. We just don't have those same public spaces um, that are available in other parts of the city. So this will be just tremendously um, valued and I think highly used. So thank you again for the presentation.
7: Yeah, there will be the dedicated teen space and then also an expansion of the maker space that it's already there, the Idea Lab, which I also know is popular.
1: It's very popular. (laughs) (laughs) I enjoy it as well. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Uh,
0: Thank you, Council Member Um, Romero-Campbell. Seeing no one else in the queue, I I just want to, I'm really excited about having uh, the, um strong library strong denver pass i'm excited to see the the fruit already of some of the labor um that uh the library did the library friends foundation uh you know spearheaded uh to get that to the people and uh, and get the people to say yes um so it's really nice to see uh that we uh we're actually seeing some of the fruit of that uh that labor Uh, And I've mentioned this before, but since we're kind of doing a revisit of what to expect in 2024, there are a lot of businesses in District 10, and um, I was able to contact your business resource uh, individual in the past and get answers about uh, the businesses in District 10 that I couldn't get anywhere else. So um, I, I, I just it's such a valuable resource for. Uh, for our residents, as in a safe space for our residents, uh, trauma-informed restrooms, um, uh, uh, gender-neutral restrooms—you know, just to be welcoming for as many people as possible. But it's also a valuable resource uh, for our um, our businesses too. And to learn more about our businesses and making sure that we recognize and engage, um, particularly our small businesses. So. Uh, when I did the research, uh, thanks to the library, there were more than 6,500 businesses in District 10. This is before uh, the redistricting and uh, more than half of them had five or fewer employees. Uh, so really a lot of small businesses uh, based in uh, in Denver and based in District 10. And, uh, and I really wanna thank the library for helping me figure out who those, those folks are. Um, is the i do have one question about the cherry creek library that's no longer in my district um is that open um and it and it, it's not in my district so i haven't been following it as much as uh, as i was in the past but i know people reached out in the past about the cherry creek branch
2: well i'm happy to answer that question because um we have been open since October um, and we're open six days a week in that location. So all is well.
0: Fabulous. Um, the uh, the the folks in uh, in Cherry Creek are now well represented by Council District Five. I you know that sometimes old habits die hard, and some people are still reaching out to me about uh, uh, about things that were formerly in District Ten. So uh, thanks thanks for that update.
2: Help spread the word.
0: Thank you. <laughs> Will do. Um, I don't see anyone else uh, with questions. I want to thank you so much for your time and your advocacy uh, for lifelong knowledge, for safe spaces, and uh, and making sure that we do have a strong Denver with strong libraries. And so, seeing no other business in front of us, uh, the committee, the consent items will move forward to the full body, and we are adjourned.